This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Today we're speaking with Wharton marketing professor Raghu Ayengar about his research that looks at the impact of referral coupons on customer behavior and firm revenues. Uh, thanks for joining us, Raghu. Thank you very much, Steve, for having me. Can you give us a brief overview of your research? Sure. So this research was a field experiment that we conducted in collaboration with an international beauty company. So this company, like many other companies, was taking inspiration from a lot of interesting things that are going on in the couponing world. So if you look at what's really hot these days, it's about referrals. Many companies are doing it, especially tech companies. Airbnb does it, Uber does it, Dropbox was doing it, you know, PayPal was doing it. Many companies do it. So this company decided that they wanted to do referral coupons. And the idea of referral coupons is the following. Let's say I send you, Steve, as a customer, a coupon. If you can use it yourself, that's great. But wouldn't it be great if you can share that coupon with your friends? And that's what we are calling referral coupon. A coupon that is redeemed by the person who receives it, but also can be shared with other customers. So on the surface, you might imagine referral coupons are better than typical coupons, or the traditional ones, which can't be shared. What did we find? Well, in fact, they were not that better. In fact, they were worse. So to us, that was very surprising. And what were the key takeaways from the research? So the big takeaway, I think, for us is, while referrals clearly are a practice which is very mainstream, one should l take a little pause. It might not be the case that referrals are always good. In fact, it is the case that customers who come from referrals one of my colleagues at Wharton, Christoph Van den Bulter, has found that customers who are coming from referrals are better than other customers. But what about the senders, the senders who have to make those referrals? They're not that easy to do. You have to think about who's going to be better off from getting this referral. So a big takeaway was that don't ask for referrals from all of your customers. In fact, what we found was customers who are high-loyalty customers, these are people who are committed to the brand, these are people who bought from you quite a lot, these people turn into brand ambassadors. They not only redeem a lot on their own, they share that coupon with many other people. But what happens for the low loyalty customers, these are customers who occasionally buy from you. They're not frequent purchasers. They, in fact, are not very happy getting that coupon. Why? Because in some sense, you're asking them to do the job for you. They might be skeptical as to why is this firm wanting us to do the job for them, and why do they want my network? So what do we find? These low-loyalty customers, in fact, redeem a lot less when they're given a referral coupon as opposed to a standard coupon. And did any of these findings uh, surprise you? I think, you know, when you think about referrals, it's a big practice. You know, the typical notion is that referrals work. I think what we found was it doesn't work for everyone. Even a practice like sending out referral coupons should be customized. I think that was a bit surprising to us because on the surface, it looks like something that shouldn't change people's behavior whether they get a referral coupon or a regular coupon. But what we found time and again, and we did a bunch of field experiments in this paper, we found time and again it's a very robust finding. In fact, exposing people to referral coupons, even if they don't share themselves, it actually changes their own behavior. So you mentioned customization. So what are the key um, sort of practical implications for marketers? So I think customization off the bat is very important. You know, what it looks like is many practices which might seem as it might work in mass, you send everyone a coupon, that's not to be the case. I think you should even think about customization right there. Another thing that we found, which was also managerially interesting as part of the study, was in one of the conditions, we sent a referral coupon along with a value of how important the customer is. 
So for example, I'll send a referral coupon to Steve and say, well, Steve, here's a coupon for you that you can share with your friends, but also note to Steve that you're a very important customer for us. Just the very fact that the company is being transparent, they're being upfront about how important you are, actually changed people to become even better brand ambassadors. They redeemed a lot more, they shared it with their friends a lot more, they shared it with friends who bought a lot more custom, lot more products from the company. And what sets your research apart from other research in this area? So much work, typically in referrals, first of all, it's quite limited. And what is present there is typically based on secondary data. This is data based on historical purchases. So what we wanted to do was to work closely with the company with a forward-looking approach. In the sense, why don't we do a field experiment which can help us causally look at the impact of referral coupons on future behavior. So if the most important part of the research is looking at causal impact, doing a field experiment is a gold standard. So I think what sets this research apart is the ability to collaborate closely with the company and doing a field experiment. And uh, what do you think you're going to look at next? So I think I really enjoy the idea of doing field experiments together with big data. I think to me that alliance or that nexus is going to be very fruitful later on. So one of the things that I'm very interested in is this idea of Internet of Things. Uh, of course, there are many companies out there that are you know, coming up with different products. For example, home automation products, home monitoring products. Do these really help? How much do they help? What, what do consumers learn from these products? So we are working very closely with a company in Austin that is doing a lot of these Internet of Things in terms of electricity savings. We're actually doing a lot of experiments, informing people of how much electricity they're using, sending out text messages, using smart thermostats to see whether they're able to regulate their usage. That's the next thing. Great. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Steve. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.